everybody, and welcome to the Chronically Fabulous podcast. With you today, you have Big Money. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> and I'm on Twitch, thanking you so much for joining us today. Today is April 20th, 420, and as such, we'll be discussing all things cannabis. But first, as this is our first podcast, a brief little bit about the three of us. So we are three best friends who have found ourselves navigating life with chronic illnesses and disabilities. We would like to briefly share some of our biggest hurdles, starting with big money. What's up? All right. So as you all heard, I am Big Money, a.k.a. Chris Magician. You'll find out eventually as you listen on why I am called Chris Magician. Um, I'm not very good with words. Let's just say that. But here I am on a podcast (laughs) with words, with words. (laughs) Um, I live with um, a chronic thyroid issue. Uh, my issue is I don't have a thyroid anymore. Uh, the dear, lovely cancer took it six years ago from me. And um, I'm just learning how to navigate life. Um, you know, people say that you'll get better with time, medication, yada, 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 all that stupid bullshit that they need to feed you to make you feel better when really you have to try to heal yourself. So I'm on this journey of healing myself aside from taking uh, my thyroid medication that I take every single day, I am an avid cannabis user. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Big money. And uh, now we are going to go over to Pi. Hi, Pi. Hello. Hello. Um, this happens to be one of my favorite questions because I never know how exactly to answer. So my favorite answer is here are some of my chronic illnesses that I'm dealing with. And these are the ones that I've actually had to come to a head and dealt with lately. Um, Wow. Sorry. This is, oh, wow. Welcome to one of my afflictions, anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're all right there with you, Pi. (laughs) All right. So um, let's start with physical. Maybe that'll help you get this ball rolling. And I just broke my pen. Poor pen. What did he ever do to me? So I was born with spina bifida. um, Then I was in a car accident. When I was 20, um, I had partial paralysis. I had to have my spine fused. I actually had a bone transfusion, which I didn't even know you could do, but I do have somebody else's bone inside of me holding me together. Lots of hardware. My hips are fused. Um, and yeah, that, uh, that, that kind of affects me and I get grumpy. And when that happened, I was on a lot of medications, both uh, pain and for my head and marijuana is the one solution that I found to resolve taking a handful of pills every night and going through these ridiculous withdrawals or crazy other symptoms like weight gain and, and constantly being a zombie and doesn't cause any of that garbage. And that's what I have to say for now. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you. The, the medications that they prescribed for me. So I live with uh, fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, hypermobility, chronic migraine, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, in addition to the anxiety, the depression that, you know, is all a part of that. And absolutely the medications that they kept prescribing me were, there, there's nothing for 
uh, fibromyalgia. So it's like, oh, here, take this seizure drug and see if it works. Those are really harsh drugs. Um, they, they are meant to go and affect your brain and I don't have seizures, so I don't know what it's actually doing in there. Um, so that being said, yeah, like I, I definitely had a lot of issues with that, with being a zombie, with weight gain and not even getting any relief from it. Like I actually felt worse on the medications than off. Uh, so I am also a huge advocate and user of uh, the cannabis. So that brings us to our main topic today, which is cannabis, weed and the reefer. Um, how old were you guys when uh, when you first started using and at that point, was it just kind of like peer pressure or were you looking for something from it? What do you think? Let's start with uh, big money, I guess. Big money. Do you have something to say? You have to call us out like this is like a game show. You're going to be like, big money. And what is your answer? So that we can, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard pause because we're about to discuss something very illegal. <laughs> you don't have to give specifics. <laughs> Um, I guess I was probably around the age of 15, I'd say, probably when I tried it, I'd say about 15. Um, In high school, of course, it wasn't really like peer pressure. It was mostly because I'm a curious person and um, I like to explore. So, um, you know, I had friends who were smoking it at a party, of course, and that's when I decided to try it. Um, And I guess growing up, I had always heard like all these things like, you know, don't smoke weed, don't do this because it's um, it's bad for you. It makes you really high. And, you know, and all I saw were these like cartoon depictions of like Otto from The Simpsons (laughs) and always always thinking that that was going to be me. And um, when I did smoke it, unfortunately, I didn't turn yellow nor become a school bus driver. No, the dream. I really can drive a school bus. (laughs) You know, this is really funny to me. (laughs) I did have black hair in high school, but, you know, that was the only thing that was going for me for turning into auto. So, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say about 15 years old at a party, just trying to be cool and fitting in with everybody. And, um, I mean, I had a great time and clearly, how many years later? What am I now? Uh, 33. And I still smoke it religiously. Nice. Yeah, I, I uh, feel you on that. I'm sorry that you didn't uh, ever get to drive the school bus, but maybe someday, you know, you're still young. Listen, <laughs> I always turn yellow because I've had doctors tell me like, bitch, you turn in jaundice. And I, I was almost a Simpson character and I, I'm actually really disappointed that I'm not. Well, can I tell you? you? I can call you a sponge. <laughs> and you can get angry and punch holes in the wall. <laughs> the other great thing right now is that uh, even though you guys can't see it, we're doing this through video and uh, Big Money has a definite yellow tinge to her in her yes, video. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm yeah. jaundiced. <laughs> Sorry to all of those that have been jaundiced. <laughs> oh, it's okay. My boy was jaundiced. He's fine. He's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about you, Pi? Do you remember when you first started? Yeah. Um, my first story is kind of funny. Uh, I was 13 and I was dying to try it, dying to try it. But none of my friends had it or were doing it. 
And I went to stay with my brother for the weekend and he was like, you smoke weed, right? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Okay, well, my bond's right there and like help yourself. And I was like, well, I've never smoked one of these things before. Like, can you at least show me how to smoke it out of this thing? So he kind of walks me through it and I smoke a fucking pile and then he puts on Evil Dead. Now, oh, no. what he didn't know is that I'd never <laughs> smoked before. And what you don't know is that I'm deathly terrified of deer. And there's a scene in that movie where a taxidermized head starts talking to Bruce Campbell. And that was my first experience being curled up on my brother's couch like, ah, ah. <laughs> like losing my mind but also trying to play very cool because this was my much older brother that I was trying to be like yeah I smoke weed yeah I'm cool yeah I'm down so I was losing it but at the same time like fine just fine this is so cool beans this is just cool (laughs) oh my god that's so good my my first experience uh I think it was in grade 10 and also with my older brother who um I mean, when he was a teenager, I think he tried just about every type of drug possible, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely um, had had the uh, access for me to get weed. So, yes, I was I remember down there like we were down in the basement chilling with all of his friends and, you know, I, I had some and then I remember like I I had no memory. I had no short term memory going on. So I kept saying things and forgetting what I was saying as I was saying them. And for some reason, like I, I would just kind of like sit there and like say something mean to one of my brother's friends and be like, you're a bitch. And I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was the weirdest thing. And, but my favorite part, there were two things that were amazing. One was that when I first started feeling it and like, you know, when you first experience it you get a little bit of anxiety or like your heart kind of goes a little bit faster your breathing's kind of weird and I just remember my brother sitting there and looking at me and he's like he goes how you doing I'm like I feel kind of weird he goes you know what I think is happening right now says I think what's happening is you like what you're feeling but you don't know that you like what you're feeling yet. My advice to you is just enjoy it. Relax. <laughs> and so I did. And then later on, um, I remember like they had the TV on and uh, the, the Kanye West music video for, um, was it like All Falls Down or whatever? It's it's the, the video where he's chasing this chick through an airport like the entire time felt like it went on for years and I'm pretty sure that's like where the kernel of hatred for Kanye West came from and blossomed because like that's that's kind of like where my hatred for Chad Kroger of uh, Nickelback comes from like I'll get into that story of why I don't like Chad Kroger (laughs) Nickelback I think it's his hair like he's got so much money why can't he afford shampoo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that's so good i mean you're welcome to to get into your kroger hate now if you want to oh my hate <laughs> oh. <laughs> well i mean like i remember so i was a pretty experienced smoker at this point uh you know and i had tried 
quite a bit. And at this time, like when you're a teenager, you don't really know that there's a difference between different strands or what they do to you or anything like that. So you just, you know, your friend hands you a joint and you're just like, yep, okay, sure. It's, it's just what it always is, but not realizing there's more to it, of course. And so I had smoked with some friends and I went home and I was so fucked. I had never felt so high in my goddamn life. I don't know what the hell it was, but I remember falling asleep on the couch with much music on. Uh, if all y'all remember much music, whoop, whoop. The rest Back when of it played music. <laughs> if you don't remember much music, you're too young to listen to this. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> You need to leave. <laughs> you need to check yourself at the door. <laughs> I like that that's our benchmark, you know. <laughs> um, so much music is on TV and I woke up in a haze. Um, and uh, what was the fucking first song that they came out with? Uh, the You Remind Me bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know which one I'm talking about. Well, the music video was on TV. Also, for those who don't really know what music videos are, and they were on TV, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? Witchcraft? It's like um, before YouTube, man. <laughs> and a lot of people are probably going to listen to this who are young and go, before YouTube? What? What, <laughs> what is that? Um, so the music video was on TV, and I looked at the TV, and the first thing I said was, when the fuck did Jesus dye his hair? Why is he blonde? <laughs> like, I was so confused. And I remember asking my stepdad about it, like, what the hell is going on? He's like, whatever Someone- you smoked with your friends, you need to stop because that is not Jesus. That is Chad Groger. <laughs> <laughs> But those tight jeans look very, uh, very divine, you know? <laughs> For you, maybe. There was a lot of outlining. <laughs> Definitely not divine for me. Not divine. <laughs> he thought he was Jesus. Maybe, you know. <laughs> it was the hair, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. Jesus' hair can throw a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, all right. So at what point then, Big Money, did you find that you went from more like fun happy smoker to like medicinal smoker um I went to medicinal smoker um when I had my first knee surgery um I had reconstructive knee surgery so they basically in lamest terms what they did and they did it to both legs so um I have matching scars twins um and they legitimately just broke my leg and reset my tibial bone. Um, nice. I have a couple screws in there to hold it together. Um, and they tightened up my ligaments because my patella, uh, for those who don't know science, uh, that's your kneecap. Um, and my kneecap would shift out of the way. And <sighs> it literally felt like my leg dislocated. Um, so I had, I had surgery to fix that. And it was fixed, which is great. But I found myself being stuck on uh, Percocets and um, some heavy-duty Oxycontins, uh, yeah. Tramacet, anything set. Um, and it actually became a very strong addiction of mine. Um, not 
something that I usually talk about publicly, but um, I did have a pretty severe problem with um, with painkillers at the time. And um, I actually have a journal that I have put away. Um, and when I have moments of doubt in myself, I always open that journal and remind myself of what I used to be and what I used to go through. Um, I used to keep a journal of every dose I would take so I wouldn't overdose because I was so afraid of killing myself. And I knew that the medication, there was a really high risk of anything like that happening. I mean, you have that with any medication, but Oxycontin at that time, um, I'd say was probably like 12, 13 years ago was a height. Uh, yeah, I was 19. So probably about 13, 14 years ago. So you think about that was the height of Oxycontins and a lot of people dying from overdoses mm -hmm. from it. So I would see a lot of news reports and it would scare the living fuck out of me that I was going to die. Um, so at that time, I was actually, uh, I had some friends who, of course, was just like, well, why don't you try smoking this um, and, and see how you like and see if it helps with your pain. And so I would smoke and it did help. And I would say like, it didn't really help that well. So I had friends who knew more about different strains and gave me something else. And I tried that and that worked better for me. And then that's when I started to realize that there's more to this than what people know of or what they've been told, or they don't bear to sit and research. Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole world out there. So I think that was like my first time through my knee surgeries that really threw me into the world of, hey, this will help. And you don't need Oxycontins. You can take this. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that that's amazing to hear that you can go from, you know, being on such a harsh drug, especially what we've come to know about those types of drugs today, and being able to find something that uh, that works for you that isn't, you know, gonna kill you ultimately so that's awesome um Pi, what about you when when did you f kind of figure out that it was more medically beneficial than anything else um I'm gonna say immediately um yeah. I've been a sooner my whole life it's just it's what I do at the end of my day to cool my jets like even before I knew what was wrong with me and I just had that lingering pain it still dealt with my anxiety was eating it still dealt with my oh my god school is overwhelming like I've mm -hmm. it's just always been there for me you know <laughs> <laughs> and I, I haven't had um quite an extensive experience as Ashley but I I did have pain medications and I didn't want nothing to do with them they were destroying my body they were not they just weren't right for me. And I found weed much more mother nature. -y. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense, really. Well, there's like a certain I mean, sense of comfort in that, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like, and, and I feel the same way. One of, one of the things that they try to do to manage your pain when you have something like fibromyalgia is really just give you painkillers. But as we all know, like, even if they work for a little bit, you, always, you have to, you know, increasing your dosage and it gets into like a huge muddy water situation and you're not even treating 
what the issue is because fibro is neurological. Um, so all it does is like mask the pain to a point and then you have nowhere to go from there. So uh, like I definitely, the first time I realized that it was more than just like, like a mental health thing where it made me happy and, and giddy and that sort of stuff. The first time I realized that it, it helped with the pain was in high school. Um, in grade 12, the friends that I used to smoke with at, at school, we kind of decided to like take a couple of weeks and just be like, okay, like maybe we should take a couple of weeks and just stop smoking all the time and like see what happens you know make sure <laughs> make sure we can still function without being high all the time maybe and, we are smart <laughs> yeah, maybe. see but that was the thing was that we were all on the honor roll too like we were <laughs> stoners um, well, fuck all those people who are like if you're a stoner you're stupid exactly twitch, twitch is showing us all that even though you're high as fuck you're smart you're smart. <laughs> you get the honor roll. Um, but it, anyways, I just remember like uh, we were about a week or two into that and we had had a, a, an assembly for something and we were leaving and a couple of my other friends came up to me and they're like, you know, are you feeling all right? Like you're limping. You don't look like you're doing really well. Like, did you get hurt or something? And I just looked at them. I'm like, oh, I haven't smoked weed in about 10 days and that's about it. Like, this is what happens. So that moment really sticks out to me as as kind of like a a turning point or or a light bulb going on being like there's something to this that is beyond I call it propaganda if you want the propaganda behind trying to criminalize something like marijuana when the benefits of it are so far reaching and so much like there's so much less issues with doing something like that than with some of the harder drugs that we were talking about. Um, and so that kind of brings me to, you know, my next question for you guys is, uh, so we all know, like we're going through the pandemic right now and there's a big, um, there, there's always a lot of discussion around what's deemed an essential service and what shouldn't be. Uh, we know the LCBO stores are staying open. A lot of people have pointed out that to close them could potentially um, cause an influx into the hospital due to, you know, alcoholics going through withdrawal. And like there are valid reasons to keep it open other than we want to, you know, drink to forget the pandemic. But more recently, this is in Ontario, they decided um, to close the smoke shops and deem them not essential. So I was just curious what you guys thought about that, like uh, big money you can start. Do you think that they should actually be um, deemed essential and, and kept open? Absolutely. I think a lot of people like myself who rely on um, can cannabis to keep you functioning every single day. So, and I get, you know, when I saw that they were thinking about closing the LCBOs and the uproar that came from it of everybody going, well, you can't because there's alcoholics and stuff. And I get that. But there are also people um, who don't know that you can get it uh, through medically or order online. There's a lot of people who rely on the shops mm -hmm. um, to to access cannabis or, you know, in a time where we're supposed to be, you know, keeping our distance and stuff like that. And of course, I'm sure you could get your local dealer or your plug to drop something off, you know, to do a pork drop. But in a sense, a lot of people are scared of that interaction. But 
for me, I personally think that it's kind of silly that they haven't, you know, I'm, I was thinking about it all day today and, um, and I was just like, I just think it's so stupid for the fact that they decided that it, it should be legal, uh, for medical reasons and that it has proven that it helps, um, people with different ailments and different illnesses and, you know, chronic things like ourselves. Um, and then for them to go, well, no, it's not essential. That doesn't make any sense to me for you to make a call and say it's essential, but it's not at the same sense. So, you know, I feel that they should still be accessible, not just online because not everybody has access to that. Mm -hmm. As we know, you know, um, with kids, being asked if they need laptops and stuff like that for schoolwork. Well, that's just like people who may not be able to access anything like that to get what they need to take, uh, to, to smoke or to take the oil or to take it in any form that they need to take it, to be able to eat a meal like myself, um, who has a chronic issue with nausea. If I don't smoke or if I don't take my, um, oil, then I can't eat. Um, and that, that's a problem in itself as well. Or there's people who can't physically move, maybe like yourself or like Pi. Um, it's hard. You need that, and I, I like I. It's hard because my head is kind of a mess right now, with with that and and why they would think that it's not essential and it's not needed for people to function. Right. Well said, Pi. Anything to add? My God, that was so beautifully said, but I just want to add quickly while I was mulling about this, the line that came to my head was weed helps me conquer my uncertainty. And when I'm uncertain as to when I'm going to get my weed, hello, mm -hmm. come on world. <laughs> <laughs> but I love what Ashley said, beautifully spoken. Like it, we need it. It's not a habit for me at this point. It's not a hobby. It's not me like smoking bowls and posting it on Snapchat, brah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more to me than this. And it, and I understand the, the LCBO. I understand it. I'm not going to harp it. I get it. It's not just an addiction. It also like people's entire personalities change, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, the whole abuse and, and, Homes and whatnot, la 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 la. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it could go. It's a huge like spiral that you could go down for sure. Um, we, we're seeing increases of you know domestic abuse and stuff because people can't leave. And a lot of the time, if that person who's abusing just has their alcohol, maybe you know they'll simmer down a little bit. It's so sad, but it's it's the truth. Yeah, exactly. So I understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to harp anyone, but I agree. I don't think that they should limit it to people who only have, say, like the access to weed maps. Like, what about those little old people that are like, where am I going to get my ounce that lasts them like six months? Poor little things. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so true. It's so true in that sense, though, you know, like you they're like, think of your seniors and that, but what if seniors rely on this? Mm -hmm. And not a lot of them are tech savvy. Not a lot, yeah. a lot of them know, like, 
I got to go online and I need to order my marijuana. That's, I mean, exploring the world of marijuana is probably new for a lot of them too, because they never realized how well it could work for them. I mean, who knows? I wasn't at Woodstock. I don't fucking know who, <laughs> who, you know, was doing what, but I mean, for some of them, it could be. You used to steal it out of time. Jimmy's stock drawer and now Jimmy don't live at home no more. So. I don't quite know how to get it myself. What am I going to smoke out of my apple? <laughs> now, I can't sleep with Janice Joplin to get my fucking fix. <laughs> oh, we're being mean. <laughs> nah, just a little sassy. Um, I, I'm I, coughing. Sorry, I don't have corona. I'm just... Okay. That's <laughs> good. The, the first thing the first thing I thought when I heard that they were closing it, because the, the way the story was presented was, you know, that it's been deemed non-essential, blah, blah, blah. They're closing down. Uh, however, you know, being in Ontario, we, um, it was that you could still order through uh, the Ontario cannabis store. And so what really struck me about that was like. I feel like uh, it's it's a cash grab from the government because they're just like they're bleeding right now, um, financial wise, trying to take care of everything. I feel like they're trying to close off the other sources so that people have to order from that. I mean, obviously, people are going to go to uh, illegal places as well. But, you know, I, I would assume that they uh, would hope that the majority would just turn to their site and pump money back into the government so business at that point in my eyes yeah so it's like but at the same time then like a day or two after they said they were closing um they came back with another story saying okay like we realize that this could be an issue some of the stores for the next couple of weeks can still uh do curbside pickup but only for the next couple of weeks and then they have to close so it's like they kind of realized their misstep and and gave a bit of time but ultimately still you know, closing people's access. And, and there's a lot of issues I've heard too with, um, with the OCS online, you know, like the quality isn't always great or the availability isn't there. Or like, I think they only have like two options for edibles or something. And for a lot of people who can't smoke because, you know, they have lung issues or whatever, they need the edibles or the oils or whatever. And that, you know, isn't as well stocked. So it kind of, yeah, it it definitely bothers me the the same way. Just it it's like you're forgetting you're forgetting about the people you're trying to protect again. Well, yeah, that is terrible. Let me tell you. But I think in, in the way that they're looking at it is that they're still having that old mindset when they're looking at this, um, and they're seeing like oh marijuana and that, or cannabis and that it's it's a drug. So they're putting it under the drug uh, standpoint, and they're not realizing. Um, the actual benefits it. So they're almost being um, just ridiculous about it in a sense that let's, let's look at alcohol. Okay. Now alcohol, how many people it's actually killed in, in this world um, due to accidents or, or anything like that. People who um, have severe alcoholism problems and succumb to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that in its sense itself they should be looking at like, well, maybe this is also, you know, this this drug in, in quotations um, is is not so bad because 
it's not killing people. It's not harming anybody. It's healing people. But I think they're still having that, that old mindset where they're looking at it wrong. Mm -hmm. And they're not really thinking about that. They're just thinking, they just see the big letter of of drugs. They just see that word and that's it. So immediately their minds close off to the thought of how beneficial this could actually be to everybody, especially being locked up and everybody who may have anxiety issues or starting to get anxiety issues because they, they, they're grieving the loss of their life and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And, and I've been talking to a lot of people um, and I, I found that, you know, people are saying because of this pandemic and because I'm being locked up, now I'm trying CBD. Now I'm trying um, smoking or I'm vaping or whatever form that it is that they're taking it in as into their body. They're actually saying this is my first time trying it and I'm realizing how beneficial it is for me mm-hmm. and in calming my mind. So I'm not going stir crazy. You know, it's, it's like that dog, um, that is a hyper dog and you end up teaching them agility and walking them and stuff like that. And they become not so crazy anymore. They don't pace as much. And if we take away that option for us, then you're, you're causing more stress than anything. This is already a very stressful situation. Mm -hmm. And now let's throw in the fact that you can't medicate yourself that that is awful yeah I think if if I had to guess um like kind of on the same thread that that you were saying uh, I think people still think that you know the majority of people going to these smoke shops are are looking to get it for a good time you know they're using it recreationally and you know but because you know medicinal marijuana has been around for a little while so i feel like people might think that oh well if you need it for you know medication you would already have a card or whatever i don't have a prescription i could probably get one but cost me money no exactly and like my my rheumatologist even said to me he's like i could i could you know give you a prescription for it or or give you a card or whatever it is. But he goes, I mean, they're legalizing it in the next few months. So why don't you just get it? You know, it's, it's not like I'm going to save any money by getting the card. And then, like you said, you probably have to pay for it too. So I think people just, you know, may forget the fact that there are a lot of people who use it medicinally that, you know, need these shops to go to finally have these shops to go to, um, you know, that, that are like, they're safer, you know, the quality is there. You don't have to worry about some other shit showing up in, in your, in your weed, you know, like I was something else. And, you know, we have another tragedy and then all of a sudden cannabis gets that bad label slap again, you know, and it's a shame and it's a vicious cycle. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, that it's, uh, it's kind of a shitty situation, you know, and you guys mentioned, um, you know, you guys don't have it, uh, in a prescription per se, but you know, I do, um, I got connected with the right people and I was directed to, uh, the right medical clinic to help me with this and who actually listened. And, um, I'll give a quick shout out to them. And that is light medical. Um, if anybody's looking for them, that is light L Y T E medical. If you know how to spell medical, you should know by now. <laughs> so light medical.com. They connect Thank you. you. 
They connect you with an educator first. Um, so my educator, Martina, what's up, Martina? Um, she, her and I had a really long conversation about a lot of things that I was experiencing, a lot of symptoms that I had been having. Um, and she was so phenomenal. She listened to everything. And she reassured me that, yes, um, talking to a doctor and and actually getting them to write me a prescription for this was going to be so awesome for me. Um, and it has been, so it's been great. Um, so thank you, Light Medical. And, um, you know, my friend, Queen K, um, she is the one that directed me to them. She is also an educator with them. So I suggest everybody check it out if you are looking to have it on a more um, medical playing field. Um, they can definitely help you. And they have wonderful doctors on staff that will actually uh, video conference you have a meeting with you and uh, give you all the um, information and um, connect you with licensed providers who can give you um, marijuana in a form that uh, you may not be scared to use. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Actually, um, you mentioned them to me, uh, I guess it was a few weeks ago now, and I've been looking at it too, and I've been considering it like at this point, you know, I, I have what I have, but once that gets low, um, it might be worth checking out for me as well, because it's, it's something I'm going to have to use basically lifelong. So I might as well find the right strain and, uh, know that it's going to work for what I need it to work for. The good thing with them too, is that you get an app as well. Um, that is kind of like a diary. Um, it's called strain print and you can actually track your sessions so say I'm having leg pain, mm -hmm. I would hit the button on there and saying I'm having joint pain. Um, and then it would ask you, what are you taking with, what are you taking to relieve it? So I would put in, I'm taking my CBD oil um, as a spray, a spray it into my mouth. Um, and it will ask me in 90 minutes how I feel. Hmm. Did I have to increase my dosage, stuff like that. So it keeps it like a diary. So then when you go back into the app, and you're having one of those moments that's like, oh my God, I just need something to kill the pain right now. And you'll log on there and you'll see, you know, what did you take last time? What really, really worked? So it can show you rather than guessing. Like, so you could be like, okay, this might work or this might, you know, but then realizing, no, it doesn't work. So it's really good in that sense that they give you that tool. Yeah. As well. Yeah. You know, it really <laughs> helps you. My tail wag. I want this. I know. We're getting all excited now. <laughs> You're telling me. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me the moments when I'm like, ah, damn. There would be a suggestion on how I could no longer be a dying. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You could look on it and just be like, what makes me less of a monster right now? And. <laughs> you can take it and it and then you track it so it's it's fantastic instead of just trying to like remember because mm -hmm. you know the rest of us who smoke so much or who have been doing this for years I don't got that many brain cells left um <laughs> they're working on overtime already <clears throat> no that's for they had they're not working nine to five like Dolly Parton said <laughs> she lied working nine to five what a way to make a living <laughs> oh my god that was awesome um all right we are just about at our time here ladies so um can we close we it off with you know some funny stories this has been kind of a serious note so i think like we just need to throw in there like some really quick 
funny stories. Just I think so. Uh, Do you have one to start us off? Oh, sure. I can do that. I have a couple. Um, I have one of when I was hanging out with one of my ex-boyfriends. I think it was probably like 17 um, and a couple of his friends. And we were getting so ripped um, (laughs) at house. And I think I kept trying to say Sasquatch, but I definitely was not saying Sasquatch. I keep call I kept calling it like Sam Squatch or something like that. And all I remember is him. Sam Squatch. Sam Squatch. He was like wheezing because I couldn't get the word out. And I was like, what is a fucking sandwich? It's a fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> and I just kept saying everything that wasn't Sasquatch. Um, but yeah, there's that. And there was the time that uh, one of my best friends since we were teenagers, Rachel, um, her and I used to get ripped, sorry, uh, to her dad. Um, we would get fucked <laughs> and go get Happy Meals from McDonald's. Nice. And every single time, I think this one time we got like My Little Pony, um, <laughs> but we, we were so high we forgot how to neigh like a horse. Um, it, and we kept going, nah, 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 nah. And <laughs> we're staring at us like, what the actual fucking at the time, her boyfriend that she was dating was one of the managers. And he's like, you girls need to like pipe down. We we're like, pipe down what? We're just no. party over here and we can't nay like a pony. And yeah, <laughs> as far as we know, Nay never came out. It was something along that lines, but it definitely was not nay. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Is currently staring at me right now, going, Yo, bitch, what the fuck is up with you today? (laughs) Oh, I remember um, there's like one of my crazy adventures was. my it was it was mother's day and my brother and i like we always did a mother's day brunch at our house my brother and i hit the sauce really hard that year and <laughs> like we we ended up throughout the day like we ended up splitting a two six of vodka um but we had had most of it by about one o'clock in the afternoon and um it was at this point that he decided it would be a great idea to introduce me to um, smoking pure crystals out of a bong. Oh, Uh, (laughs) what did I know? Right. I'm like, yeah, sure. I smoke weed all the time. Let's do this. Um, (laughs) You sound like you're going into green out. (laughs) That was the amazing thing. I didn't, but what did happen was, um, and I'm sure it was like immediate. I I ripped the bong. I sat back on the couch and like immediately passed out. Uh, the, his his friends were over. They were playing. Um, they were playing like a basketball game on uh, on the PlayStation. So that was up on the screen. And I passed out. And however long it was later, when I finally like came to. Um, I remember looking at the screen and like tripping out and being like, oh, my God, like, I know I'm high, guys, but, you know, the people on the screen look really fucking real right now. And it's tripping me out. And they started laughing. They're like, we put a basketball game on like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) So 
I was a little embarrassed, but uh, at least I knew <laughs> it was actually real people on the screen. Um, now that I think about it, and we were just mentioning greening out, I remember this time I greened out hardcore, and I don't know what the hell I smoked, but I had never been that high in my life, and I literally went into like panic mode, mm-hmm. and I and what did I think would be the smartest thing to do was to throw my fucking ass in the shower. So I'm standing in the shower and it's like a glass door. It's at my friend's house and I'm in the shower and they walked up to like, she walked up to the glass and she's like, are you okay? And I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) Aliens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when I got out, for some reason, I thought the thing that would fix it was a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're going to call it there. Do we have any final thoughts for anybody who's out there listening? Anything uh, you want to pass on as a leaving mark? I think I've left my mark. Um, you know, unfortunately, my my as they get to like know me more i know this was kind of like a more like serious note um but as they like listen to us and uh, get to know who we are um they're truly gonna follow along like the rest of our friends have and yeah. understand that we've needed our our own show for the longest time um <laughs> because it's absolute ridiculousness when the three of us get together i mean let alone uh twitch and i whenever it's cottage weekend and we just blurt out the most random shit and it turns into something for the entire weekend like um discount dollar bits discount dollar bits you want to get your dollar bits out with your jong (laughs) the discounted dollar bits (laughs) my discounted jong uh for people who don't know what a jong is um you can ask one of our friends who um you know, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be denim shorts, but her ass is so big, it turned into a thong. So it was a jong. <laughs> Happens. Happens. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. It's okay, girl. We love you. We love you. <laughs> hungry ass. Hungry bomb. I am a hungry bomb. I am a hungry bomb. <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening and you know remember keep fighting stay fabulous and as always give whatever stands in your way a giant middle finger now go smoke it if you got it